brewed in the Northwest, guaranteed fresh. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda, a dynamic duo who share the joy of the Catholic faith through catechesis and conversation on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, September 13th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend, that musical interlude brought to you by Mater Day Radio, the finest in Catholic programming. I love that. Yes. You know, timing is always kind of a funny thing. Now, a hundred times, it times out perfectly. So certain things you don't check on every single day. <laughs> and then for some reason, Sister Ann decided to end 45 seconds early today. So well, I was like, well, that's interesting. Let's listen to a little music to set the set the mood. Set the tone. A little mood music very for the nice. morning blend. Well, thank you. I'm ready to go now. That, well, good. That worked out uh, very well. Hey, let me ask you this question. Okay. Yes. Uh, your kids good cooks? Uh, yeah. Uh, my oldest daughter, actually, she does cook at a restaurant. So she she's picking up some pretty good skills. Uh, my son likes to get out and bake some bread every now and then. Oh, that's but that's, nice. Yeah. I mean, they'll help me, but I wouldn't say on their own. Yeah. They've yet mastered the kitchen. The, the culinary arts? Yes, correct. Yeah, the, the, the culinary arts. Why you ask? Uh, because today is National Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day. <gasps> oh, so okay. I'm telling you this now, all of our listeners, wonderful listeners out there, so you can prepare to have your kids take over the kitchen day today. Does now, that mean they should, I mean, when my kids take over the kitchen, there's usually all of the cabinet doors are left open. There's wrappers <laughs> yeah. all over the countertops. Yes. Every pot and pan I own is left up on the stovetop. Well, that could be a fallout <laughs> from kids take over the kitchen day. But at the same time, too, maybe they are uh, improving their culinary arts by allowing them to take over the kitchen on this day. So the whole idea here with this day is to encourage kids to learn how to cook and sure. to get in the kitchen and, and maybe make you a meal today. Maybe they could make you dinner today. Maybe they could even clean up after they make you dinner today, which would be certainly nice if the kids do take over the kitchen. Now, if the kids are younger, uh, assistance may be For sure. required, but uh, at absolutely. the same time, too. So I just think about growing up and like my mom making cookies. Okay, mm -hmm. what's going to be my role? Okay, in this in the process in the process of of baking the cookies. Well, we want you to get the mixer mixer bowl out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have you mix the ingredients. We'll pour them in, and then you mix it, and you know. So there's that whole process. You can find little little chores you can do as part of the cooking process. Don't have to it. be fancy. No, not at all. But, I think that's a perfect idea. Yeah. So uh, I I do remember spending a lot of time with my mom learning to cook. My girls are the same way. There's not anything that we're doing in the kitchen that I couldn't say, come on and help me and, yeah. you know, come up and chop. They, they've got the basics. Yeah. There is an element of creativity mm -hmm. and planning when you think, okay, I'm going to make some things and, and then you got to put the list together and stuff. I met somebody once where every day the kids uh, of the week actually had uh, their job to do that. Yeah. And I'd say last year or earlier in the year when the family went on the big, uh, you know, cabin trip for mm -hmm. Christmas uh, gift, uh, everybody had a meal. 
Each oh, one nice. of the couple kids, you know, it's like, okay, yours is breakfast. Yeah. You tell me your, you know, you pick the meal. You tell me the ingredients. I I'll love that. Make sure it's all there. And then that morning, yeah. you guys fix it. And they all did. They yeah. did a great job. Well, and you know how popular cooking shows are. Oh. I think people love yes. people love cooking shows. They always make the the cooking shows always make it seem so much easier. <laughs> yes. I want to know where I can find all my ingredients cut up in those little ramekins just to uh, yeah. dump in. Everything's all Everything's measured Everything's all out. measured and dumped, yeah. ready to go. And now we're going to put in this little quarter cup of freshly chopped garlic. Oh, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Where do I get that? <laughs> yeah, how, how does that how do you get that? <laughs> freshly chopped like that but yeah i, I love watching cooking shows for I, sure I, yeah they're they're enjoyable to do i'm trying to think which one i've watched hmm i gotta think i haven't watched one in a while but there's there's a number of them because you have the cooking channel sure yeah now i have started watching a lot of quick recipes on like uh my social media feed oh, on okay. reels yeah. people will do different things right and uh, now that in especially somehow now that we've kind of starting to get into this fall type weather i'm getting lots of fall foods pumpkin types of meals Ooh, yeah. squashes Love it. those types of things yeah, yeah. i'm excited so, for this, the foods that come with the season yeah so my daughter just made a wonderful she's here visiting and she made a wonderful stir fry dish uh night before last and it was wonderful using squash yes and then she baked some uh cubed up uh tofu seasoned it and baked that in the oven then we had rice and spinach and all mixed together lovely very good very good i have a daughter that makes incredible pumpkin scones Ooh, yeah good stuff all right see look at that there you go now i'm feeling excited national kids take over the kitchen day so Parents, let those kids at it today. Let them in the kitchen. Let them go. So what do you have coming up? Well, Mayor Ted Wheeler was on hand yesterday as Catholic Charities of Oregon breaks ground on a new low-cost apartment building. All right. I'll tell you about it. This is an incredible project. Look forward to hearing about that. And as we were reporting yesterday, we got the final word. The CDC gave the thumbs up to the new COVID vaccine. So it's heading to the store shelves as we speak. So we'll have that for you in the news. All right. We're going to start things off today with Marie Miller. You're not alone. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
That is Marie Miller, and you're not alone. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday morning. Tomorrow morning, Mm -hmm. Thursday, you know what gets started? Oh, I'm excited for this. Yeah, the Mount Angel Oktoberfest, a wonderful event. We're going to head to Mount Angel, check in with Monica Boxler, give us all the details, fun events, activities all going on right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. O my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. Mater Dei Radio has broadcast the consecration of the Blessed Sacrament every day for more than 33 years. Your generosity has made this remarkable legacy of faith possible. Together, we can help even more souls find healing and renewal through Christ's precious gift of the Holy Eucharist. Join this vital mission and be changed as we celebrate the transformational power of the Eucharist during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Fall share October 9th through 13th. Become a major part of this week of transformation by helping us build a robust matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater Dei Radio's success in October by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your giving. Learn more and make your matching gift now at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And be changed during our 2023 Fall share at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus and the Holy Eucharist through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. After some morning patchy clouds, sunshine this afternoon, 
going to get temperatures rising. By lunchtime, we're right around 70 degrees, then warming up through the afternoon. We get close to 80 degrees. Then overnight, we're dropping back to the middle 50s. Tomorrow, lots of sunshine highs. 87 degrees. I wonder what you could be doing in temperatures at 87 degrees. I can think of a few good ideas. 90 degrees on Friday. Absolutely. It's uh, 63 degrees at St. Therese Church in Portland. And it is 60 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, the excitement is building as the ever-popular Oktoberfest set to get underway tomorrow in the beautiful Bavarian town of Mount Angel, running through Sunday, September 17th, stepping away from her very busy schedule. We are very grateful to be joined by Oktoberfest Director of Marketing and Public Relations, Monica Boxler. Good morning, Monica. How are you today? I'm doing great, Dave. Just this side of crazy. Good to talk with you again, Brenda. Hey, good to see you. <laughs> well, I imagine it is getting kind of crazy right now. So uh, <laughs> let, let me ask you, what is your agenda like today? Oh, my agenda. Um, I'm going to start by uh, by working on sponsorship banners, doing some work down at the information booth, tidying it up, getting it to look good and, and uh Make sure the volunteers are ready to go. Then I'm going to move on to doing things like, oh, gosh, I'm trying to think. We've got shuttles coming this year, and I've got to work on the schedule for that and make sure everything's up to speed for the people that are going to check them in. I've got to cover my social media and Facebook and all that good stuff and answer <laughs> emails. and Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, get, and, and be on the radio with us. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited about it, though. It's such a good way to start the day. Well, it does get started tomorrow, and I was looking at your schedule here, and I'm thinking if you if you really want to get down there early, some early, early morning risers, the first thing on your schedule is a 7 a.m. daily mass at St. Mary's Parish. So that's a great way to get started, and then you can transition right into Oktoberfest. So what time do the gates actually open? I mean, technically there's no gates, but what time do things get underway? We get underway at about 11, and I'm going to say, Dave, if you really want to start early, you can join the monks and vigils at about 520. Hey, that's right. <laughs> there you go. That That is getting started early. I like that. That's early. Yeah. But, but our festival starts around 11, and that's when the first food booths start opening up, uh, the arts and crafts get going, and it's a, it's a pretty slow start. And then about 1130, the, the bigger venues will open up, and they'll let you in. And at noon, that's when the entertainment starts and and things start hopping. Yeah, no, it's it's wonderful. Again, a great run Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it looks like the weather is just going to be beautiful again. Uh, so, I mean, you're blessed with the weather. And I just, I'm wondering how many folks are going to come through Mount Angel over the four-day run. Do you have any numbers, like over the past several years, what, what the numbers are like? How many people actually come to Oktoberfest? I don't know if you actually can count, but just general rule of thumb. Well, as you point out, you know, we don't have a gate, so we can't you know, click off everybody that walks through the door. Right. But we do some good estimates and the, um, and the, you know, you can kind of run a drone over things now and get an sure. estimate of what the turnover is and all that. And we figure it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 400,000 people. Wow. What's the population yeah. of Mount Angel? <laughs> Our population is 3,500. Yeah. So 
we, we put on a pretty good show for a few days. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. That is that is wonderful. So, uh, Monica, again, talking with Monica Boxler. She's the Marketing and Public Relations Director for the Mount Angel Oktoberfest, running tomorrow through Sunday. Hey, give our listeners some of the highlights, because I know there's a lot of activities and a lot of things going on, but uh, what are some of the go-to things people are going to want to see? Oh, gosh. Some of the things that I, right off the top of my head, there are two things that I have said for years are some of my favorite must-sees. One of them is the, the, the kid dance show that happens, but the, the Mount Angel Dance Troupe are, are kids in schools and around in the surrounding communities um, put on a performance of traditional dances. And one of them is the Weber Taunts where they weave the ribbons around the pole. Some of the girls do a shottish. There's a father-daughter dance that they've added. The boys get out there with these milk crates and little benches and, and do some really fun stuff and some shoe splatter. Just really, really fun to see. Very, very heartwarming to yeah. see these kids volunteering their time to do this. And the amount of volunteers that help teach them is incredible. My other must-have go-to, gotta do it, is the Alphorns in St. Mary Church. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it, uh, I took a videographer in there last year. And he, as they broke the first notes, he just goes, that is magical. Mm. And it is. The acoustics of the church and the sound of that um, alphorn is just incredible. It's just great. Oh, that's wonderful. And St. Mary's Church in Mount Angel, I've, I've said this before, if you've never been there, it's such a beautiful church. It, it really is. The stained glass in there is um, is, is pretty incredible. I'm, I'm absolutely spoiled to be a member of the parish. And so I probably take it for granted that I get to sit in that beauty every Sunday or, or however often I can manage to get there. Right. I try and make many daily masses, but not all of them. Um, but it is just a, it's a, it's an incredible church. We're very fortunate. The other thing you got to do, you got to, got to, got to do is go cruise the food booth. Yeah. <laughs> how many, how many food booths this year? That is, food wow, that is great. Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking, every, give us an idea. What are, what are some of the uh, uh, things people can taste? Oh, man. Um, it's, sometimes I sit here and I just go, what, what do I even start with? Yeah. Well, if you're in the morning, you can start with the cinnamon roll. Um, the St. Michael booth has some incredible cinnamon rolls. Mm. And those ladies are up there. We'll get up for TV tomorrow at about 4.30. I'll get here. Nice. And those ladies will already be at work making those cinnamon rolls. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, I mean, there's so many you could you could talk about, and uh, I mean, I know just my old parish, St. Edwards. They've been doing the Berliner yeah. sandwiches for years. They're wonderful sandwiches, just so much. And then the fest hall too. You got to get into the fest hall. Got to get into the fest hall. We all um, down there on Saturday and Sunday. The Astorgas are going to do a. Um, they call it a polka party with the Astorgas, and so it. TC, who used to be one of the music makers, I'm assuming a lot of people have been to Oktoberfest, and so she's one of the one of the kids who herself started as a youth performing. Now she's got her four kids and her husband up there um, doing a great show for kids to come out and just dance on the dance floor. Mom and dad grab a beer and kind of sit back and relax. Really great show that they do. It's really really fun. And don't miss those of you with families kindergarten. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday yeah. from 11 to 5. It, it's awesome, and it is free. Uh, you know, big families, come on down. You just There's no tickets. There's no admission. 
just come on down and, and get in line and enjoy the day. Uh, fantastic. It is the Mount Angel Oktoberfest starting tomorrow, running through Sunday. Monica Boxler, she is the Marketing and Public Relations Director there. Monica, have a great time. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us this morning. We know you're busy and have a lot going on today, so we do appreciate it. <laughs> hey, thank you so much, David. All right, hey, God bless. And Monica, Obi, I'm going to be there tomorrow too. Monster Day Radio, me and Sarah will be taking some video, trying out some of the food that I didn't get to last year, and uh, we'll uh, try to track you down, say hello. That sounds really good. Thanks. We'll All see right. you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And it is 7.22 here at Mater Day Radio. Sarah and I had such a great time last year. The first time I'd ever been to Oktoberfest right, at yeah. Mount Angel. Now I feel like I'm a seasoned veteran. I'm going to know exactly what to do. Uh, out of those, what, 40 food booths or something, she said, <laughs> we got to about five of them. Right. So I think that we're going to have to do a little bit more work making sure that I, uh, I I get a few more tasty treats in tomorrow. You're going for 25 tomorrow. I, I'm going to try to <laughs> do my best okay and remember wonderful events like oktoberfest can be found on our community calendar many great events happening this weekend if you're not able to make it to mount angel but all throughout the week so many wonderful events are on there so please check it out materdayradio.com and the hail mary media app support for materday radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. While standing near the top of the stairs with my preschooler, she suddenly declared, catch me, mom. As the words came out of her mouth, she leapt with all her might into my arms. Luckily, I was able to catch her and made sure to remind her not to do that again. Wow, what trust she must have had to believe that her mother would actually catch her. This moment left me thinking about how much we need to trust God to catch us throughout our lifetime. Having faith is much like leaping into the arms of Jesus. The best thing about jumping into the arms of Christ is that He will catch you and give you the peace and joy you desire. So the next time you are lacking the faith that God hears your prayers and that He's really there with you, think of that two-year-old at the top of the stairs jumping towards me with all her might. The difference is that Jesus will always catch you no matter what. So let us pray. Dear Jesus, help us to be able to leap into your arms. Amen. And may we be a light in this world by placing our trust in you. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. 
If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our leadership circle at materdayradio.com. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, the CDC says okay to the COVID shots. We'll have that story in the news. And Mayor Ted Wheeler and many others on hand yesterday to congratulate Catholic Charities as they break ground on a new low-cost housing development. I'll have that story for you coming up in four minutes. This is Joshua Blakesley with Sing Alleluia. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
That is Joshua Blakesley and sing hallelujah. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Catholic Charities of Oregon broke ground September 12th on another building with low-cost apartments for people working their way out of homelessness. Francis and Claire Place in the Buckman neighborhood of Southeast Portland will offer 61 units plus services to help residents achieve stability and stay housed. At a ceremony next to the construction site, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler called the project a positive step in the work to address homelessness. The mayor said these housing units will provide individuals who have experienced chronic homelessness a safe and permanent place to live and receive the supportive services they need. Catholic Charities will assist tenants with case management and support. The Native American Rehabilitation Association will be a partner working with tenants recovering from substance abuse. Francis and Claire Place is being constructed on the grounds of St. Francis Catholic Parish, which has been helping low-income people since the late 19th century. Oh, yeah. Uh, St. Francis Dining Hall had been there for years, and so great to see. What's wonderful about the project, too, not only how it's helping people, but the partnerships. To be able to do that, that's That's so important. Look, uh, Catholics, the Catholic Church has been helping those living on the margins for thousands of years. It is what we do, and so it's wonderful to see this continuation, uh, and this Francis and Claire housing unit looks to be an incredible project. Well, updated COVID-19 vaccines could be available at Oregon pharmacies, doctor's offices, and clinics as soon as next week, state officials said yesterday. The updated Moderna and Pfizer boosters were recommended for use Tuesday by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Food and Drug Administration approved the doses on Monday. Oregon Health Authority spokesperson Jonathan Modi said that the doses should be on their way to providers within a few days of the federal recommendations, and it'll likely take a few more days for the doses to get to their destinations and onto shelves. The boosters target a COVID-19 strain that is no longer dominant, but the manufacturers, Pfizer and Moderna, say are effective against the newer, now dominant strains. Search teams comb streets, wrecked buildings, even the ocean for victims in a devastated eastern Libyan city on Wednesday, where authorities said massive flooding has killed at least 5,100 people with a toll expected to rise further. Authorities were still struggling to get aid to the Mediterranean coastal city of Derna after Sunday night's deluge washed away most access roads. Aid workers who managed to reach the city described devastation in its center with thousands still missing and tens of thousands left homeless. Mediterranean Storm Daniel caused deadly flooding in many towns in eastern Libya on Sunday, but the worst hit was Derna. Two dams outside in the mountains above the city collapsed, sending floodwaters rushing down the Wadi Derni River and through the city center, sweeping away entire blocks. Waves rose as high as 23 feet. Mm. Pope Francis has again appealed for the international community to come to the aid of hard-hit Libya, saying suffering people need our continued solidarity. 
Well, no Fred Meyer stores in Oregon are slated to be sold off as Kroger and Albertson seek to close a multi-billion dollar merger, a spokesperson for the regional chain said. Kroger and Albertsons unveiled their plans last week to sell more than 400 stores, including dozens in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho, to CNS wholesale grocers as part of their efforts to win regulatory approval for their planned merger. The sale agreement is intended to appease federal antitrust regulators who are scrutinizing how the merger would curb customer choices and reduce competition in the grocery industry. New Hampshire-based CNS Wholesale Grocers has agreed to pay $1.9 billion to acquire 413 stores, including some from Kroger's QFC chains and Albertson's Safeway, spread across about 17 states and Washington, D.C. Salmon pass through Fishlotter Tuesday at Bonneville Dam as they make their way up the Columbia River. Migrating salmon and other fish can be seen through the fish ladder viewing through the Washington Shore Bonneville Dam Visitor Center. Now, September is the prime month to spot salmon as they make their way up the ladder on a Monday More than 22,000 Chinook were counted at the dam, along with 3,700 coho. The visitor center, which includes the fish ladder and exhibits about hydroelectricity, open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. Have you been up to the fish ladder before? I have, yeah. It's pretty fascinating to watch the fish go through. It is, and they have the outdoor portion of it. And you can go on the Washington and Oregon side. They both have great visitor centers. Right. But from the outside, you can actually see the fish ladder, and Mm -hmm. you can kind of see them going up. Some of them, you catch a glimpse if you're watching. Right. But go down to the viewing area. Right. That's where the real show is. Yeah. Because uh, you'll see them just swimming along, like a a TV screen. You just can't even believe they're right there. Uh, Sometimes you'll see a, a few different ones. Sometimes the lampreys are stuck to the window mm-hmm. too yep so over the weekend our son-in-law's brother took a bunch of the guys out uh over a couple of days fresh salmon Ooh, there's nothing like it nice yeah. and uh, we had ourselves a very delicious meal the other day and uh, some from the freezer for a future meal there you go perfect Well, in sports, an MRI has confirmed the New York Jets' worst fears. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers has a torn Achilles tendon and will be lost for the season. Injury happened Monday night football game, just four plays into the Jets' first series on offense. Rodgers dropped back to pass, and while trying to escape a sack, he was awkwardly twisted to the turf, and his foot got hung up on the turf. He quickly got up but sat back down unable to put any weight on the injured leg. He was helped off the field and carted to the locker room. The loss of Rodgers, crushing blow to Jets fans who were hopeful that the four-time league MVP could lead them to the Super Bowl. Now at age 39, you have to wonder if Rodgers will be able to fully recover from very difficult injury that will require surgery, mm. and uh, will he return next season? Hard oh. to say. I mean, obviously, it'll... All depend on how the recovery goes. But yeah, I was telling you earlier, it was interesting. I was uh, listening to something yesterday and about how a doctor was mm-hmm. watching the game and saw it happened. And he said he saw Roger's calf reverberate. That's what he said. And okay. he said he said he knew at that point 
that that's was the, what it was. That was a torn Achilles. Yeah. Wow. He's been able to spot that. I want to go back. And I told you, I looked at that video yeah. of it. It didn't seem like a particularly hard hit. No. Or that he twisted in any unnatural way. So, wow. I'll be interested to see if I can see whatever cues that doctor saw yeah. uh, with regards to that injury. I feel bad for Aaron. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, he'd been with the Packers for years and for a season with the Jets and that happened. So that's football. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go. Let's go run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know who was ready? Sylvester Stallone when he had a private audience with Pope Francis on September 8th. No kidding. Yeah. He was up against more than a willing opponent when he exclaimed, Let's fight. Well, despite walking into the meeting with a cane, the Pope readily put an arm to mimic Stallone's sparring hands as the pair chatted. Uh, Now, during the audience, the 86-year-old pontiff explained to Stallone, who's 77, that he'd grown up watching his films. And although it was a fun meeting, the Rocky star introduced his wife, Jennifer Flavin, his three daughters, Sophia, Scarlett, and Sistine, ah. along with his brother Frank, we remember Frank Stallone, I sure do. to Pope Francis. Stallone, who was raised Catholic, was visibly moved by the encounter, and Flavin holding a pair of rosaries to be blessed seemed equally in awe of the moment. Stallone also shared another Vatican experience he had on his trip on social media, explaining a very rare and special moment. He was allowed to hold the keys that opened every single door in the entire Vatican City, including the Sistine Chapel. No kidding. And they are, if you could imagine, uh, locks at the Vatican, they were on two huge key rings. Mm -hmm. He held both of them up and they were all different kinds of keys, yeah. Little, just new type of schlag yeah. uh, keys to old, like long ones with just the little key at yeah. the end that you would put like a little into skeleton key, a old yeah. skeleton key. That was incredible. How fun. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And today at 12 o'clock running for one hour, it's a brown bag study at Queen of Peace Bookstore in Vancouver. All are invited to this eight-week study of the Gospel of John. They ask you to please RSVP by phone. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Do you remember the name of uh, Rocky's Turtles in the first movie? Cuff and Link. Cuff and Link. I always love that. And you know what is amazing about Cuff and Link? Because they were little turtles yeah. well he kept those from the original movie oh, did he then when they did the remake uh creed i believe is what the new series is called right he has a dinner with uh, which would have been apollo creed's son in the movie and in the background there's these two big box turtles the original cuff and link wow he still has them that's awesome hey we're going to check in with holy family catholic clinic right after the forecast 
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Join Mater Day Radio and Sister Anne-Marie Warren in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps strengthen their resolutions, shield their chastity, fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 744 at Mater Day Radio. A few morning clouds out there right now. Going to clear up. Mostly sunny later today. High of 78. Mostly clear tonight. Low of 56. Then warms up tomorrow. Sunny 87. Friday up to 90. So 90 looks like to be the hot day of the week. And then back to 84 on Saturday. Currently, it is 62 degrees at the Pastoral Center here in Portland. And 61 degrees at St. Jude Church in Eugene. Here in the Pacific Northwest, we have been so blessed to have incredible ministries that support our faith life. And now we also have an incredible Holy Family Catholic Clinic that is there to serve our medical needs. Well, joining me today is Frances Conadera. She is with Holy Family Catholic Clinic as the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. She's joining me today to tell us a little bit more about what she does there and how she is there to serve the needs of those who come to the clinic. Good morning, Francis. Thanks so much for joining us on the Morning Blend. Good morning, Brenda. It's it's nice to be here and an honor, and I thank you for inviting me. 
It's wonderful to know that Holy Family Catholic Clinic has such a rounded, a well-rounded list of services that helps your patients and clients from from every need. And I'd love to talk to you more about what's happening in the, the mental health arena and what you're doing there. Francis, first, let's start by talking a little bit about your journey and how you came to your role at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. I started out many years ago as a nurse's aide when I was 15. And uh, over the years, I became a, an RN and really worked in a variety of settings. About 20 years ago, I decided to go back to school and become a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. I felt a desire to do more in terms of providing a holistic approach to care of the people that I served. One of the aspects I felt was missing was the spiritual dimension. You know, in the professional literature, we read a lot about the spiritual aspects are a very important part of a making up the whole person. And while it was nice to read that, I didn't always see it incorporated into practice. And so that combined with my real curiosity and intrigue about the workings of the mind uh, really moved me into the study as a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Um, I discovered Holy Family Catholic Clinic from a friend of mine at church who is also a nurse. Uh, She had suggested to me that... um, the clinic might be more in line with my own spiritual beliefs and what I wanted to do in healthcare at this stage in my life. Um, My personal and professional experience with the healthcare system were often dismissive of religion, spiritual beliefs, and sometimes really I felt they were openly hostile to discussion of religion or the spiritual aspects of a person. This said to me, we really need providers who understand and respect and will support their patients' beliefs. And perhaps if they can't do that, then they would refer them to someone who they knew supported those kinds of things that that they didn't. Um, so that said to me, there was a vital need for Catholic health care, particularly in the realm of mental health. I think mental health often gets, um, I don't know exactly how to put it, but gets narrowed down to a diagnosis um, and then a specific treatment for that diagnosis. And a lot of it is what's going on in the person's mind and then what are the, the um medications or the treatment to address those mental health issues. I think the spiritual dimension, which may be at the core of the mental health issues that the person has, if those were addressed, then I think the person would move on to health maybe faster or without some of the uh, drugs and other treatments that we give them. I found at the clinic, I have the opportunity to integrate my faith into practice and openly acknowledge uh, the divine power of Jesus Christ. There's been areas that I've worked in where it was difficult to even wear a religious symbol like a crucifix um, because of the 
messages you would get about doing so. Hmm. And at Holy Family, I can wear the biggest cross I want to. <laughs> and oh. it's, it's not only fine, but it's expected and accepted, you know. So that's one small example of what I've experienced in the past. Oh, gosh, I love that so much. And I know I've heard from different people who have had the ability to be seen by doctors there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. I think for many of us, we see our health care as church is church and our health care is health care. And the two don't cross. But mm-hmm. there at Holy Family Catholic Clinic, that's exactly what they're meant to be, that each one just works hand in hand. If you are just joining us, I'm talking with Frances Conadera. She is the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Tell our listeners more about exactly how you're able to do that. How do you incorporate spirituality and a person's faith especially when talking about services like their mental health, how does that actually play out when you're working with a client? So generally what I do is I will see a client for a long visit the first time, uh, usually 90 minutes. And in the course of that uh, visit, we'll talk about the things that are bringing them to me to, to talk about what issues they're struggling with. And I will do a thorough history their medical, their psychiatric, their family, their growing up, their spiritual history. I do have people who are not spiritually oriented and really give the message they don't want to go in that direction. Other people are either struggling with past issues with the church or with spiritual beliefs, and those are incorporated into the conversation about treatment. Um, I like to establish a relationship first and then meet the client where they're at. Um, And so that kind of sets the direction for which way we move and how much of the uh, spirituality I will incorporate into a visit at any given time. I feel like if you rush it, if you just put it out there at the first visit, you know, people can interpret that in a variety of ways. I think they can feel like you're pushing religion um, on them, or they can feel judged and intimidated. And I, so I think it's um, carefully establishing a relationship and doing a good assessment before um, rushing in with a spiritual solution, just as you would not rush in with a medication solution or or something else. That's kind of how I go about my work. Wow, that is just phenomenal. And I know, and I am sure that your clients just really are able to create such a close bond with you and to help and as you help and walk with them in in helping them through some of their struggles. I am joined today by Frances Conadera. She is the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner at Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Frances, I've enjoyed our conversation so much and there is some more to what you do that I want to talk to you about. I'm coming up against my break already. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue? in the next half hour. Yes, of course. I'd be happy to. 753 at Day Radio. Well, coming up October 9th through the 13th, our fall share just right around the quarter, just a few weeks away. The theme 
Be Changed. It's going to be focusing on the Holy Eucharist. This uh, quote on the letter from Father Mike Schmitz, the Eucharist has the power to change and revive the hearts of every human being. Beautiful quote by Father Mike Schmitz. Again, Fall share on October 9th through the 13th. Just go to our website. It's right there on the front page. You can click on that, read all about it, and an opportunity, if you like, too, to make an online pledge. You can support our matching fund. It's so important for our Fall share Again, coming up October 9th through the 13th. All the information on the website, materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. So, some Jehovah Witnesses knock on your door. You're ready to defend Jesus' divinity, but they throw you a curveball and deny the divinity of the Holy Spirit. What do you do? Well, first, you could turn to 1 Corinthians 2.11, where Paul says, No one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. If the Spirit can comprehend the infinite thoughts of God, he must be infinite, and thus God. You could then turn to Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, and here Peter rebukes Ananias and Sapphira for lying to the Holy Spirit. But then a few sentences later says they lied to God. How can lying to the Holy Spirit be the same as lying to God unless the Holy Spirit is God? So with verses like these, you can hit that curveball and defend the divinity of the Holy Spirit. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Summertime is a great time to drive the open road. Unless your old reliable wheels just aren't up to the task anymore. You know who could use that old car? Mater Day Radio. You can donate most vehicles, cars, trucks, vans, RVs, and boats to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program with the proceeds supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. And in return, getting yourself a likely tax deduction. More information on our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 757 at Mater Day Radio and the FDA taking a close look at a leading decongestant. We'll have that story for you in the news. And a sister shrine agreement between Spain and Mexico allowed the faithful to pray equally to two Marian apparitions. I'll have that story for you coming up right after Awaken the Saint. 
Hey guys, I'm Alina with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today we celebrate the feast of St. John Chrysostom. Born in Antioch in 349, he was raised by his mother after his father died shortly after John was born. She sent him to be educated by a great teacher named Libanius, who also happened to be pagan. Fortunately, this did not inhibit John from growing more and more passionate about his faith, much to his teacher's dismay. It's said that on his deathbed, Libanius lamented that John would have been his successor if the Christians hadn't taken him from us. In his early adulthood, John became a skilled lawyer. Shortly later, he decided to lead a life of severe asceticism and became a hermit. He spent the next two years continually standing, scarcely sleeping, and committing the Bible to memory. Because of this, his stomach and kidneys were permanently damaged and poor health forced him to return to Antioch. In 386, he finally became a priest and his skills really began to help the church. He became known as a great preacher, putting his debate skills he learned as a lawyer to good use. He was especially passionate about making the scriptures applicable to everyday life, which helped the lay people grow in their faith. And he enjoyed preaching messages against the abuse of wealth and personal possessions, which the wealthy generally did not enjoy. He said bold things, such as private property being a result of the fall of Adam. Naturally, this did not sit well with those in power. In fact, St. John was so direct and sometimes insensitive about his sermons that he made real enemies. The Empress Eudoxia was one such foe. Outraged by the messages that John blatantly directed at her, she exiled John. Though his pope and bishop tried to restore him, it never happened and St. John died in exile in 407 at the age of 58. In researching the saint, I stumbled upon this reflection point. John Chrysostom's preaching, by word and example, exemplifies the role of the prophet to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. I think we all fall into both categories at some point in our lives. Sometimes we are the afflicted and God allows people to lift up our souls when they're beaten down. On the other hand, sometimes we can be the comfortable. There are people in our lives who call us out to become better, to make the choices that bring us to sainthood. It doesn't always feel good, but we need it. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you through a trusted mentor or priest. If that homily sat uncomfortably with you, maybe there's a reason that you need to address. Maybe you are that person the Holy Spirit wants to use to comfort the afflicted today. Embrace the boldness. Embrace the challenge. St. Chrysostom, ora pro nobis. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the Saint or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. Cardinal Matteo Zuppi is traveling to Beijing this week to continue the Vatican's diplomatic efforts to help bring peace in Ukraine. Vatican spokesman Matteo Bruni confirmed on Tuesday that the cardinal will be in the Chinese capital as the Pope's peace envoy from September 13th to the 15th. Pope Francis has asked the Italian cardinal to serve as a papal envoy to initiate paz of peace between Russia and Ukraine. 
During his time in China, Zupi is expected to meet Chinese Premier Li Zhuang. The Vatican did not release details about the Cardinal's scheduled meetings. Pope Francis has described Zupi's scheduled stop in Beijing as part of the Vatican's peace offensive, which has already included visits to Kiev, Moscow, and Washington, D.C. Well, the leading decongestant used by millions of Americans looking for relief from a stuffy nose is likely no better than a dummy pill, according to government experts who reviewed the latest research on the long-questioned drug ingredient. Advisors to the Food and Drug Administration voted unanimously on Tuesday against the effectiveness of the ingredient found in the popular version of Sudafed, Allegra, Dayquil, and other medications stocked on store shelves. Now, if the FDA follows through on the panel's recommendations, Johnson & Johnson, Bayer, and other drug makers could be required to pull their oral medications containing phenylprene from store shelves. That would likely force consumers to switch to the behind-the-counter pills or to nasal sprays and drops that contain phenylprene, which are not under review. The Archdiocese of New Orleans will ask parishes, school, and ministries for monetary contributions in order to protect their assets during the Archdiocese bankruptcy proceedings, which came about in part because of abuse lawsuits Archbishop Gregory Amon announced in a September 8th letter. The New Orleans Archdiocese filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 2020. At the time, the Archdiocese said the filing would not affect individual church parishes, their schools, schools run by various religious orders, or ministries of the church. In his letter, Amon wrote, Unfortunately, this is no longer the case because of many external factors now facing us, including the fact that the law governing the statute of limitations has changed and now permit the filing of past abuse claims in civil court. Louisiana followed the example of at least 18 other states before it, when it opened in 2021 a three-year window during which survivors of child abuse could file lawsuits against their alleged abuser, even when the statute of limitations would normally impede such lawsuits. Child poverty in the United States more than doubled and median household income declined last year when coronavirus pandemic-era government benefits expired and inflation kept rising, according to figures released yesterday by the Euro Census Bureau. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, the federal government expanded the child tax credit and sent payments to people who had suffered from the pandemic, lowering poverty measures in 2021. Now, the expansion of the child tax credit expired at the end of 2021, and other pandemic-related benefits have expired within the past year. As a result, the supplementary poverty measure rate for children jumped 7.2 percent to 12.4 percent in 2022, according to the Census Bureau. The median household income in 2022 was $74,580. That's a decline of 2.3 percent from 2021. The historic Jansen Beach Carousel has finally found a new permanent home after spending more than a decade in storage following its removal from the Jansen Beach Center in North Portland. The nonprofit historic preservation group Restore Oregon announced Tuesday that the carousel will be relocated to the National Neon Sign Museum 
in the Dells. All right. The carousel debuted in Venice, California in 1921, but the owner fell behind on payments and it was repossessed a few years later. It reemerged in 1928 as a main attraction at the newly opened Jansen Beach Amusement Park and remained a centerpiece of the mall that replaced the park, operating for more than 80 years in total. It held its last ride there in 2012, then disassembled and put into storage. The carousel last received a full restoration in 1995, according to Restore Oregon. So many horses and other wooden elements need repainting or repairs and will receive a fresh restoration on site at the museum Hmm. is the jansen beach mall still there i don't even i haven't been up there in in years i don't don't believe no i don't know it's not because it's it's all of that uh, shopping area that um uh is is in that area that has they're like a strip mall oh there's a panera and there used to be a cracker barrel right right there but that closed down Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of different shops in there. All right, yeah. They haven't been up there in a while. In sports, for the second time this season and the sixth time in her career, University of Portland goalkeeper Bree Norris has been named the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Week. Norris earns the honor after recording two shutouts, one against Seattle U and another against UC Irvine. Against Irvine, Norris also posted a season-high four saves. Shutouts were the third and fourth shutouts of the year for the Pilots, Portland has yet to allow more than one goal in a match this season. Pilots are off to a strong start at 4-1-1, making this the second season in a row. They've started with at least four wins through the first six contests. Face a tough road trip featuring Brown University and Stonehill College. They play the Bears on Thursday and the Skyhawks on Sunday. The Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico has a new image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. It is Our Lady of Guadalupe Extremadura, whose image was delivered to the Shrine of Tepeyac this September 3rd as part of a sister shrine agreement between the two Guadalupean sanctuaries last February. This agreement means that both Mexico and Spain will have an image of both advocations so that both nations may pray equally for the Mexican and Spanish people. In addition, the Shrine in Mexico will now solemnly celebrate the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe of Extremadura. And in Spain, they will celebrate the Feast of the Apparition of Our Lady of Guadalupe. According to a legend in the 13th century, the Virgin Mary appeared to Gil Cordero, a cowherder, and told him that there was a sculpture of her buried next to the Guadalupe River. Subsequently, one of Cordero's cows died, and before butchering it, he made the sign of the cross on the animal's belly, and it was resurrected. Being located next to the river, Gil thought that maybe that was the place where the image of the Virgin was buried. He dug and found the image inside a box located only three feet underground. Cordero made a small hut to display the image when he went to the church to report the discovery and the desire of the Virgin to be venerated in that place. He didn't get a response since nobody believed him. When he arrived home, his son had died and he asked the Virgin to bring him back. While his burial was being celebrated, the son came back to life and said that a woman had helped to get him up. From that moment on, the clergy and members of the village believed Cadero's story. They went together to the place where the image was found to venerate Mary there. They built a chapel there. 
Now, this chapel was eventually converted into a large church with adjacent buildings thanks to the intervention of King Alphonsus XI. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Thursday at noon is Theology of the Body Parent School Lunch and Learn at Pacific Park Center Parkway in Tigard. Theology of the Body Parent School offers a monthly lunch and learn event to answer questions of parents, parish staff, and anyone else interested. The TOB Parent School educates and empowers Catholic parents on the purpose and gift of personhood. There are local group meetings in Salem every third Thursday evening of the month and in Lake Oswego every first Wednesday morning. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And we're going to have more from the Holy Family Catholic Clinic right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. That you would send the Holy Spirit to them, send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Mater Dei Radio congratulates the Grotto on 100 years of peace, prayer, and natural beauty. Experience the centennial celebration for the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto. This historic year kicks off with an outdoor mass in the plaza at noon on Sunday, September 17th with Servi Prior Provincial Eugene Smith as celebrant. Exceptional events will fill the centennial, including uplifting concerts, insightful presentations, liturgical remembrances, new exhibits, and the largest Christmas festival of lights ever. Keep up with everything happening throughout this incredible year on the community calendar at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or visit thegrotto.org. It's been 100 years in the making. Celebrate a century of peace, prayer, and natural beauty at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto, with Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
813 of Matra Day Radio. Well, after these morning clouds burn away, we'll have mostly sunny skies, high of 78. Clear overnight tonight, low of 56, and then sunny for Thursday, heating up 87, Friday 90. Currently, it is 61 degrees at St. Mary's Catholic Church up in Castle Rock. And 61 degrees at St. Paul Church in Silverton. And I am back. Joining me today is Frances Canadera. She's been talking to me this hour. She is the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner for Holy Family Catholic Clinic. Frances has been sharing to us about her passion in helping those in need with mental health services and how she's able in some cases to weave into the necessary faith element that so many people struggle with. Frances, thank you so much for staying with us today. Thank you, Brenda. Um, I did want to add one thing uh, from our previous discussion is I really believe that people who come for mental health services, uh, some of them, many of them are coming at the most vulnerable time in their lives. And I, I've always considered that a real honor that they would come and share with me some of the deepest concerns that they have. And I think to to work with that requires a lot of trust and faith. And so I've always kind of used that orientation as I work with clients who I see. Francis, do you find that when you are meeting a new client or maybe working with somebody that you're trying to help them through some difficult situations, do you yourself pray and that the Holy Spirit work through you so that way what needs to happen can happen in your short time together? That's an interesting question. For years, I have often used the prayer to the Holy Spirit to, maybe not for a specific client, but to guide me during the day as I go about, whether it was taking care of patients in a hospital or doing work with people with mental health issues. I do believe that that's where my ability to work with clients comes from. It doesn't come from me. Mm. Amen to that. Francis, as part of your work, you said that you meet one-on-one with people. You kind of get this full background. But for somebody with mental health difficulties and being that Holy Family Catholic Clinic is one of a kind in the Pacific Northwest, you have ways that you can meet with your clients. Telehealth has been one of these fantastic ways that you're able to connect now. I think if we've learned anything from COVID, we have gotten a very good handle on connecting with people via the internet, through telehealth and other ways. Tell our listeners how that works in your line of work. So, yes, we do offer telehealth, and that works just through the patient's chart. It's very, really a very simple process, and we are able to meet with a client, um, pretty much cover the things we would cover in an in-clinic visit. I have found in mental health, though, I have a lot of patients who would rather meet in clinic mm. than via, via telehealth. I think there's more of a connection when you're in clinic as opposed to over a, you know, a virtual visit. Now, that is not true across the board. I know other practitioners whose um, business is exclusively telehealth, Um, but I have patients who I've offered telehealth to, and they really prefer to come in. 
Uh, for those who don't, it's a good way to uh, be able to care for those who are geographically not located close to the clinic or for other reasons, maybe disability, can't come into the clinic. So it's a great service um, and kind of leave that choice up to the client. Frances Conadere is joining us today from Holy Family Catholic Clinic. She's joining us today to talk more about how she serves the mental health needs of the client she sees there at Holy Family. Frances, we read in the newspaper, we read of medical professionals really struggling in this day and age, the the numbers of clients they have to serve and patients and the work Mm -hmm. in hospitals, it can be overwhelming just serving those physical needs. You are seeing people, as you said just a minute ago, in really their most difficult times too, in challenging mental health issues. And you are with people when that's what you are hearing is a lot of struggle, a lot of difficulty and pain. You said even in some cases, they're dealing with pain from past hurts, abuses, even from within the church. And you take that on. How do you find passion to continue to do this work with Holy Family to help serve the needs as a psychiatric nurse practitioner? Well, I think the biggest thing for me is prayer first. And then secondly, I work with a team who that's just everyone's orientation. And so uh, consulting or talking with another team member um, is helpful in working out some of those issues that maybe I'm struggling with, with a client, Um, they may also be seeing a doctor in the clinic. And so sometimes it helps to kind of meet with that person and bounce ideas off or talk about my struggles with the person and get a different perspective from uh, the medical doctor, because the approach between medicine and nursing is different, while at the same time, maintaining the faith base it's still a little bit different. And so getting that other perspective often helps me as well as the client. Excellent. And then when you are meeting with somebody, what's kind of your goal in in talking with the different clients that you serve that you hope that you can do as a nurse practitioner for them? Well, I, I think that for the most part, I try to tease out because people often do not come to session knowing what their goals are. They know what they're struggling with. They may know what some of their problems are, but they don't really know what their goals are. And so I try to work those with the client and revisit those every once in a while, because often the goals have changed. And so um, it's really a discussion with the client. It's not my session, it's their session. It's not my health, it's their health. And so um, really, I think facilitating the client's ability to to identify their own goals. And um, often that includes the spiritual dimension that they bring up. That is something that they're struggling with as well. Hmm. Amen to that. Francis, you are doing the Lord's work there. And I just appreciate your time so much. For somebody who is listening who thinks that, yes, they're having a struggle that they thought they are keeping on top of, but they really need the guidance. They are hearing you feeling like, 
Holy Family Clinic might be their clinic and you might be the person that can help them through this. Where can they go to find more information and maybe see about setting up a time where they can speak with you? So what they can do is they can go online to holyfamilyclinic.com and pull up our website. They'll see the mission statement, the services that we offer, and they will also be able to see our providers and what each provider does. There's a telephone number on the website. They can call and talk to the receptionist and uh, work out an appointment with whichever provider they have chosen or has an opening to see them. That also includes me. They can make an appointment with me. Um, Oftentimes, my appointments are referrals, but a client can self-refer. So they can call and just make an appointment. No, fantastic. Well, Francis, I really appreciate your time today and God bless you for the work that you do. And thank you so very much for committing to Holy Family Catholic Clinic and for your time today. Thank you, Brenda. It's been a pleasure. And um, I always love to share my experiences. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to serve at Holy Family Catholic Clinic and make a difference in the lives of the patients that we see. And that you do. And again, that is Frances Conadera. She is the adult psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner at Holy Family Catholic Clinic in Westland. I will be sure to add the information, the phone number and the website that Frances was just talking about. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, and you'll find that podcast at materdayradio.com and access it also on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 8.23 at Mater Day Radio. One of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio, through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. A couple forms there to fill out. Really a quick and easy process and a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Find it on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments inviting you to join us at the 17th Annual Rosary Bowl Northwest, a Marian and Eucharistic celebration. To the shepherd children in Fatima in 1917, Our Lady stressed the importance of praying the rosary, asking the children to pray the rosary every day for peace. And that's what we'll do together as a family of faith on Saturday, October 7th, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary at the East Salem Community Center. Doors open at 9 a.m. where you can visit our community resource tables and Eucharistic miracles and rosary exhibit. Holy Mass and rosary begin at 10 a.m. with Bishop Peter Smith. The day includes the Knights of Columbus exemplification ceremony and keynote speaker, Dominican priest, Father Brian Milady. It's free, it's fun, and it's for the entire family. 
For details, visit rosarybowlnw.org. That's rosarybowlnw.org. See you there. CYO Swim and High School Basketball Registration is open. Great school-age youth can register now to experience the excitement and joy of team competition together with building their endurance and swimming skills. Additionally, high school students can sign up for basketball, and we are hiring basketball officials. Visit our website, cyocamphoward.org, to register or learn more today. You are invited to attend CYO and Camp Howard's annual fundraiser, Champions of Faith on October 17th at the Oregon Convention Center. Come see keynote speaker Laura Tennant, three-time winner of the U.S. Senior Women's Golf Amateur. Your donation will enable all youth to participate, regardless of socioeconomic status, while bringing new program enhancements that meet our kids' needs. Again, that's CYOCampHoward.org. God bless all our amazing volunteers, coaches, camp counselors, and donors who are so critical to the success of our faith-building programs. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Well, no Fred Meyer store is up for sale in a big merger. We'll have the details in the news. And Mayor Ted Wheeler was on hand yesterday as Catholic Charities of Oregon break ground on a new low-cost apartment building. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in the news. Here is I Am They, Your Love Is Mine. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend, right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
I am they, and your love is mine. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, Catholic Charities of Oregon broke ground yesterday on another building with low-cost apartments for people working their way out of homelessness. Francis and Claire Place in the Buckman neighborhood of Southeast Portland will offer 61 units plus services to help residents achieve stability and stay housed. At a ceremony next to the construction site, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler called the project a positive step in the work to address homelessness. The mayor said these housing units will provide individuals who have experienced chronic homelessness a safe and permanent place to live and receive the supportive services they need. Catholic Charities will assist tenants with case management and support. The Native American Rehabilitation Association will be a partner working with tenants recovering from substance abuse. Francis and Claire Place is being constructed on the grounds of St. Francis Catholic Parish, which has been helping low-income people since the late 19th century. As we mentioned earlier, too, what a great partnership, all the entities there working on the project like that. Updated COVID-19 vaccines could be available at Oregon pharmacies, doctor's offices, and clinics as soon as next week, state officials said yesterday. The updated Moderna and Pfizer boosters were recommended for use Tuesday by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. The Food and Drug Administration approved the doses on Monday. Oregon Health Authority spokesperson Jonathan Modi said that the doses should be on their way to providers within a few days of the federal recommendations, and it'll likely take a few days more for the doses to get to their destinations and onto shelves. Boosters target a COVID-19 strain that is no longer dominant, but the manufacturers Pfizer and Moderna say are effective against the newer, now dominant strains. And search team combed streets, wrecked buildings, even the ocean for victims in a devastating eastern Libyan city on Wednesday, where authorities said massive flooding has killed at least 5,100 people, with the toll expected to rise further. Authorities were still struggling to get aid to the Mediterranean coastal city of Derna after Sunday night's flood washed away most access roads. Aid workers who did manage to reach the city described devastation in its center with thousands still missing and tens of thousands left homeless.
Mediterranean Storm Daniel caused deadly flooding in many towns of eastern Libya on Sunday, but the worst hit was Derna. Two dams outside in the mountains above the city collapsed, sending floodwaters rushing down the Wadi Derna River and through the city center, sweeping away entire city blocks. Waves rose as high as 23 feet. Pope Francis has again appealed for the international community to come to the aid of hard-hit Libya, saying suffering people need our continued solidarity. Well, no Fred Meyer stores in Oregon are slated to be sold off as Kroger and Albertsons seek to close a multi-billion dollar merger, a spokesperson for the regional chain said. Kroger and Albertsons unveiled their plans last week to sell more than 400 stores. That includes dozens in Oregon, Washington and Idaho to CNS wholesale grocers as part of their efforts to win regulatory approval for their planned merger. The sale agreement is intended to appease federal antitrust regulators who are scrutinizing how the merger would curb customer choices and reduce competition in the grocery industry. New Hampshire-based CNS Wholesale Grocers has agreed to pay $1.9 billion to acquire 413 stores, including some from Kroger's QFC chains and Albertson's Safeway, spread out across 17 states in Washington, D.C. Salmon are passing through the fish ladder Tuesday at Bonneville Dam as they make their way up the Columbia River. Migrating salmon and other fish can be seen through the fish ladder viewing window at the Washington Shore Bonneville Dam Visitor Center. September is the prime month to spot salmon as they make their way up the ladder. On a Monday, they counted more than 22 thousand Chinook at the dam along with 3,700 coho. The visitor center there is open which includes the fish ladder and exhibits about hydroelectricity open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. I've visited both visitor center. Yeah. The one that accesses though through the Washington side you do get a great tour uh, a walking tour that you can do that you'll actually get to the the big turbine Turbines. Mm. You can actually see those, right. and uh, it's really, really impressive. You said 22,000 in a day, salmon. Salmon. That's Wow, that's a big number, it seems. It does seem like a big number. Yeah. I don't know what the normal run is, yeah, but I that's, either. Yeah. you know, every day. If you go there, too, you can also see those lamprey eels. Those are kind of <laughs> weird-looking fish. They are, yeah. They sometimes, cl- uh, you know, attach themselves to the windows. Yep, I know, exactly. Kind of creepy, yeah, too. they are. Uh, In sports, an MRI has confirmed the New York Jets' worst fears. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers has a torn Achilles tendon and will be lost for the season. The injury happened during Monday Night Football, just four plays into the Jets' first series on offense. Rodgers dropped back to pass and while trying to escape a sack was awkwardly twisted to the turf with his foot getting hung up. He quickly got up but then sat back down, unable to put any weight on the injured leg. He was helped off the field, carted to the locker room. Now, the loss of Rodgers, really a crushing blow to Jets fans who were hopeful the four-time league MVP could lead them to the Super Bowl. Now at age 39, you have to wonder if Rodgers will be able to fully recover from a difficult injury that will require surgery and return next season. Never torn my Achilles tendon, but I've torn my calf muscle. And I was telling you, that was a painful injury. Yeah, it was not fun. It's like Uh. somebody... 
took a knife and just jabbed me in the calf muscle and uh, took a while for it to, to heal up, but it uh, didn't require surgery. But the Achilles tendon, mm. And how long is that going to take to heal? Yeah, yeah, good question. I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, he's going to be out for the season. So mm. we'll see. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. just want to run up a flight of stairs you know maybe there's a lot of great movie themes but that's got to be right up there and one of the most recognizable oh, for sure rocky and jaws yeah probably yeah. you you know exactly what movie we're talking about you see rocky running up the steps right at the, the philadelphia putting okay. his arms up at the top that's him. Yeah, that's me every day running Is out it? there, yeah. Well, I'm not sure if uh, Sylvester Stallone ran up the Spanish stairs when he visited Rome, but he did have a stopover to visit Pope Francis. Yeah. And when Sylvester Stallone had that private audience with Pope Francis on September 8th, he was up against more than a willing opponent when he exclaimed, let's fight. Despite walking into the meeting with a cane, the Pope readily put an arm to mimic Stallone's sparring hands as the pair chatted. During the audience, the 86-year-old pontiff explained to Stallone, who's 77, that he had grown up watching his films. Although it was a funny meeting, the Rocky star introduced his wife, Jennifer, and his three daughters, Sophia, Scarlett, and Sistine, yeah. along with his brothers, Frank to Pope Francis. I didn't realize that he had a daughter named after, like, the Sistine, Sistine Chapel. Chapel. Yeah. Exactly. Stallone, who was raised a Catholic, more visibly moved by the encounter, and his wife holding a pair of rosaries to be blessed seemed equally in awe of the moment. Stallone also shared another Vatican experience he's had on his trip on social media, explaining, very rare and special moment, I was allowed to hold the keys that open every single door in the entire Vatican City, including the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun to have the keys to the Sistine Chapel? Let yourself in early morning. (laughs) Going in. Sit and pray. The keys were all different shapes and sizes. Some of them look newer. Many of them look like they were very, very old keys. So as you were reading the story, I was watching on EWTN the video. Oh, did, were you really? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. I'm going to have to watch that yeah, now. Did they put their arms yeah, up? Yeah, they, they did, yeah. They <laughs> they went a couple rounds. They that's did. Amazing. No. Oh, no, I don't think so. But yeah, if you go on EWTN and you can see the, uh, see the video of that. It's really nice. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Friday at 7 o'clock for the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows, celebrate at the Marian Prayer Center in Milwaukee. Seven Sorrows Rosary will be prayed at six o'clock, then a mass celebrated by Father John Marshall at 6.30. There will be refreshments and fellowship to follow. And remember, you can hear more details or you can find more details on this and other events by going to the community calendar, materdayradio.com. You can also access it on the Hail Mary media app. If you wanted to get, say, to the Marian Prayer Center, never been there before, plug your smartphone into your car. It has an integrated map system 
and just punch in where you want to go and it'll get you right to where you need to be. Again, more information on how to get something posted at materdayradio.com. So did you second cup of make a second cup of coffee? Uh, I didn't make some, but I'll, as soon as the break comes, I'm going to make a, a second cup. Uh, you talked with Monica Boxler earlier. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be down at Oktoberfest. So I'm going to talk a little bit about ways that Catholics can enjoy themselves and still be Catholic. Okay. Well, we'll do that after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. We live with the illusion that we are in control. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. Yet how much of life actually is under our control? We need to develop our talents and make prudent preparations for the future. But how many times have our plans been sidetracked by forces outside our control? Sometimes, unexpected changes have even opened up new opportunities. In his rule, St. Benedict talks about the beauty and purpose of monastic life. The rule is very successful at separating the monks who live according to its teaching from the illusion of control, giving us a peaceful confidence in God's provident care. For your free copy of the Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. It's all preparation for our last act of letting go of control when we will have to commend our life trustingly into the Father's hands and death. Are you a young adult in your 20s or 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Jesse Jose, the president of the Portland chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work in witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, We invite you to join us at an upcoming event to build community, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org. Hi, everyone. This is David from Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. It is 844 at Day Radio. Going to see sunny skies later today after these morning clouds burn away. A high of 78 degrees. Mostly clear overnight tonight. Low of 56. And then really sunny Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Looks like a really beautiful weekend ahead. Going to warm up these next couple of days. 87 for Thursday. 90 degrees on Friday. Currently it is 63 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic School in Vancouver. And 64 degrees at Our Lady of the Lake Church in Lake Oswego. It's good to the last drop. A second cup of the morning blend with David and Brenda. I was really excited to hear Monica talking this morning about Oktoberfest. I went to their website and the countdown is just 
one day, two hours, and a few minutes. That's right. And they'll be ready to open. So. Do they have a uh, corn on the cob? Uh, you know, I'm. There must be. Somebody's got to be doing some. Somebody's got to be doing corn on the cob. What was fun about going last year is every booth had its specialty. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't have like long menus. They just very specific. Right. Yeah. I, you know, they've got the Berliner. That, in fact, I think that's all they sold was the sandwich and drinks. Yeah. And they made it uh, real easy. To I would do. be St. Edward's Kaiser's Berliner. I know very well. You've had a few in I've your lifetime. I've had a few in my lifetime. Yes, I'm gonna I have. be bringing a few of those home. Yeah. And this year, I I did bring home last year, uh, the barbecue chicken from the Jervis. Oh yeah, uh, sure. Church. Well, yeah. I can't think of the church that's there. Uh, but. Yeah. And so, but I want to talk to somebody there because I want. Hopefully, they'll give me their secret recipe. Mm-hmm. But it was delicious. Yes, it is. So with all that known about what's happening now. I feel like I know what to expect. I'm going to head down there tomorrow. Sarah and I will be down there talking to different people. I thought it'd be a good opportunity to remind ourselves as Catholics that while we love to have and enjoy ourselves, I think that's what God gave us life for is to just, yeah, live it fully. There are some parameters by which we should be enjoying ourselves. Well, of course. And that includes going out to an event where there might be adult beverages also. So I thought today I found some tips from uh, CatholicLink.org. Tips for staying Catholic when going out to enjoy yourself. Okay. How do you like that? Interesting. Yes. All right. So here's some of the things that they said. And this this is specifically going out to uh, a a watering hole, but this would apply to many, many other areas, including Oktoberfest. They say you should go with a friend. Yeah. That's important because you want to make sure that you're keeping each other in check yeah. and if the you know one is the designated driver then they that's the one that can maybe watch out for your well-being. Yeah. Go with a friend. Okay. Uh, I'm going with Sarah. Sarah is yes. going to be my Oktoberfest buddy this year. That'll be fun. Secondly, this is excellent. Carry something with you that reminds you who you are. Like Reminds you that you're a Catholic person. Oh, you're not uh, talking like a driver's license. No, 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 no. You, you, you should be able to always remember that. But okay. remember to wear your crucifix. Wear yeah. your ring on your finger if you are a married person. Maybe a Catholic t-shirt. Okay? That would be excellent. Okay. David, this one is specifically for you. Uh-oh. Don't do... What everybody else is doing. Okay. In other words, be careful. Be mindful of your words and your actions. Trying to be the fun guy or the cool girl can end up getting you into a little bit of trouble. So Mm -hmm. if you're down at Oktoberfest, you should probably try to avoid dancing uh, or singing on the stage. (laughs) Yes, I think (laughs) I would probably do that. I avoid doing that, that is. Oh, exactly. And if you do enter into one of the fest halls... Don't drink to the point of losing control. I've talked about this before. St. Thomas Aquinas probably had the best advice for Catholics when it came to uh, partaking in uh, in a cocktail or beer in this case. Sure. To the point of hilarity, meaning that that alcoholic beverage should uh, be used to relax, to maybe lift your spirits, but not to the point of losing control. Yeah. He called it. Hilarium. Certainly. To hilarity. So that's something I always try to keep in mind. For me, fortunately, though, uh, 
I won't be partaking in too much beer. <laughs> I've not found one that even came close to something that I like. You're, you're not a uh, beer drinker. No, no. Yeah. But, you know, uh, not losing control, that that goes across the board. I wouldn't want to go down there, too, and then just eat yeah. everything. Yeah. Just overindulge and be a glutton. We aren't allowed to do that either. Right. Okay. Is so, that one of the deadly sins, gluttony? Yes, yes, it is. And that's across the board. That's uh, alcohol, food, uh, any type of, uh, even social media. You can be a glutton on yeah, social yeah. media. It doesn't have to be something that's consumed. No, it can no, be, no, no. Yeah. And, and I'm sure God probably saw down and I'm sure saw our future and where we'd be at now. So when those, uh, those deadly sins came about, yeah, he said, this is going to take on a whole big umbrella mm-hmm. of things. Uh, have fun, spread joy, right? Mother Teresa of Calcutta said, a heart filled with joy is a heart full of love. Yeah. If you are joyful, this will glow in your eyes, in your appearance and your conversation. So yeah, be joyful. Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, here's another great one. A, a great Catholic tip. And this isn't even a Catholic tip. This is a tip for everybody. Yeah. Don't spend all night looking at your phone. <laughs> No, be, if you're going to be social and be with people, be with people that are physically in front of you, not the ones on your phone. Have you ever gone into a restaurant and uh, a couple is sitting there and they're not talking, they're just looking at their phones? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that. That's it. Uh, I I don't. So yeah, put your phone away. Be present to your friends. Right. Uh, If they ask about your faith... Well, answer the question, mm-hmm. right? If you are out and somebody happens to notice a crucifix or a, a shirt that you're wearing that has a symbol and they go, well, what is that? And you'll say, oh, that's my heavenly mother or mm-hmm. this is my miraculous medal or David, this is my St. Michael medal. St. Michael medal. Yeah. yeah. If they ask you, it's the operative premise that they want to know. Your reason for going to the bar is not to give a sermon though either, but just to let them know this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is what I believe. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Help your friends stop before they've had too much. Oh, okay. That yeah. is. But remember, they are free to be, well, not smart people also. Right? You, you don't want to be the parent to these kids, but you're, you're going to have to be that person that, that helps your friends yeah. uh, who, who maybe have overindulged. Get them home safely. Sure. For sure. Uh, and That's uh, just being a good friend. You just want to be a good friend. Absolutely. Yeah. And they say, lastly, this is perfect, return home before midnight or <laughs> like Cinderella, <laughs> before right. it's too late. Yeah. Right? Catholics, home is where the heart is, right? And that's where you need to be safe and sound. Don't need to be staying out all night. I think we've told the kids... Maybe it uh, when they were discussing curfew, they wanted to stay out later or too late. Yeah, and you said, "What do you What are you going to do in that extra hour? It's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing more that you can do in the wee hours of the morning that can't be done earlier in the evening, and then head home." Well, what's the old adage? Nothing good happens after you name the time, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. So if you are heading to Oktoberfest, enjoy the weekend. If you are there tomorrow and you see me and Sarah walking around, I'll be the one in the blue Mater Day radio shirt. Please stop over and say hello, and I hope you enjoy today's second cup. Support for Mater Day radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. 
Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Matrade Radio congratulates the Grotto on 100 years of peace, prayer, and natural beauty. Experience the centennial celebration for the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto. This historic year kicks off with an outdoor mass in the plaza at noon on Sunday, September 17th with Servi Prior Provincial Eugene Smith as celebrant. Exceptional events will fill the centennial, including uplifting concerts, insightful presentations, liturgical remembrances, new exhibits, and the largest Christmas festival of lights ever. Keep up with everything happening happening throughout this incredible year on the community calendar at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app or visit thegrotto.org. It's been 100 years in the making. Celebrate a century of peace, prayer, and natural beauty at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto, with Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at matradayradio.com. And it is 8.54 at Mater Day Radio. I was just looking at the satellite. It looks like uh, some uh, clouds throughout the Willamette Valley this morning. They're supposed to burn off later today. Sunny skies then ahead, high of 78 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, low of 56. And then sunny right on through Sunday. Going to be uh, heating up, 87 Thursday. Looks like tomorrow or Friday actually going to be the hot day of the four. 90 degrees, and we'll be back down to 84 on Saturday. Currently, 64 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is PJ Anderson. Your grace is amazing. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. This was grace that taught my heart to free and embrace my faith freely. How precious did that grace. Your grace is amazing. Your grace is amazing. And it is the one thing that truly sets me free. Your grace is amazing.
PJ Anderson and your grace is amazing. It's 8:59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, that is the morning blend for a Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us, David and Brenda, with you. We do appreciate it. So you really got me hungry talking about all the Oktoberfest food. <gasps> okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'll see. I'll try to bring you maybe a little treat on Friday. Yeah, bring me one of those cinnamon rolls. The cinnamon rolls yeah. sounded really great. That sounded awesome. So uh, anyway, yeah, enjoy that. That'll be a lot of fun. And that is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend, blazing the trail this evening at 730. We hope you have a very blessed day.